0: Oh, guess what, Minnie? Oh, what is it, Minnie? <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Move It, Shake It, Celebrate Street Party.
1: Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World Information Station. I am your host Lou Mangello, and this is Show Number Six Hundred Thirty Five. And together, this and every week, we'll celebrate the magic of the Disney Parks, movies, and more. As I take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between, here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook every Wednesday at seven thirty PM Eastern, community books, audio tours, blog, and more. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts and find everything else at www.radio.com. So sometimes a show's opening act can be as good as, if not better, than the main attraction. And so this week we're going to look at and count down the top 10 pre-shows in Walt Disney World. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week. And then stay tuned to the end of the show for more information, updates, announcements, more details about our ww radio inaugural cruise on the disney wish your voicemails and more so sit back relax and enjoy this week's episode of the ww radio show Everything we experience on stage in Walt Disney World really is part of an overall performance. But I believe that each individual attraction is in fact a show in itself and many of these attractions sh- and shows are set up with wonderful and memorable pre-shows. And for many, they are the opening act or the opening scene of the attraction and some of them rise to remarkable levels. And so this week, we're going to look at the best of the best and why in our top 10 pre shows in Walt Disney World. And joining me this week is a man who needs no pre show, no opening act, nor introduction. He is, of course, Mr. Timmy Foster from Celebrations Magazine. Well, I'm not getting an introduction. You just got it. That's it. Right I, there. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Short and sweet, just like.
0: Just like right, right. We we know
1: now. Listen, but we, yeah. we didn't talk about this ahead of time, and you probably set yourself, Mangello. We've done this already because back on show one thirty two, which yeah. was literally probably ten plus years ago, <laughs> we did our top ten cues in Walt Disney World, which you should go back and listen to. But I think should. I think this one is different, right? Because I think the queue is that amalgam of of all of everything right the overall visuals and the stage setting as opposed to what we're going to talk about this week which are the pre-shows and so i want to ask you because i have a definition sort of in my mind what for you timmy foster constitutes a pre-show
0: well, I, I'll preface my definition with um, my first one is going to be a go with me here and I might break my own rule. But that being said, I did think about this like it's not a, it's not a cue. It's not the stuff you see. In the queue, it's not this, not the safety spiel solely, and I waffled on that a couple times, but it's, it's that moment where you're standing there and you're watching something which sets the stage for the attraction might be telling you the backstory, getting you in the mood, something like that. So it, it's a tricky, it's a tricky line to walk, but right. I think, I I think
1: we so. we were in agreement here because it really is. And for my list had to almost constitute a smaller show that takes place mm-hmm. before the main one. And, and to your point about the safety spiel, sometimes it, it is able to address that, but in a, humorous or stage setting type of way. And I think that's what these do is they, they often set the stage and the mood and the tone and sometimes even set up characters, um, in, in the, the pre-shows, some that make an appearance in the main show, some that only exist in the pre-show, which I think is interesting.
0: Hmm. Which makes me think I know one you might steal from me, but I'm going to try and get ahead of you.
1: No, and I'll I'll save those for later because I don't want to take away because I was thinking, I was like, wow, there are actually some characters that only exist in the pre-show. But did hmm. they actually make the list? That is something we will see as we go through. So I want to uh-huh. go through our list and then I'm going to surprise you at the end, Tim, and do Uh-oh. something that I don't think we've ever done on a top 10 before
0: acted like we know what we're doing
1: well there's that too but i'm going to (laughs) as always let you my friend go first and this could be sort of your number 10 and and count it down to one or just wherever you feel that you want to start or the first
0: one that came to mind well like i mentioned i'm going to throw in a go with me here one (laughs) because i might be breaking my rules and as i was thinking about this pre-shows cues and uh, you yeah, know, safety spiels. It's it's a matter of semantics. So for this case, I took the attraction proper begins when you board your attraction vehicle. Anything before that, that's pre show. Which puts the haunted mansion at number 10 on my list here. Because that show that attraction does not start till you board that doom buggy. So that being said, the pre area with the the ghost host portrait and the stretching room in my mind, that's a pre-show now in in your mind. Does that meet the criteria? Did I break the rules already? You broke
1: the rules by Ah. having to qualify this because Uh, I will tell you. I'm good. I'm golden then. I will tell you that the haunted mansion is number one on my list. Not even close. Not even close because I think to your point, I, I think that the, The stretching room itself, and and yes, Mm -hmm. especially things that take place outside of the mansion are more Q than pre-show, but that effect, that scene, is still incredibly effective and powerful later with the music, the visuals, and everything else, the introduction of that ghost host character, even more so in Disneyland, because it is actually a working elevator. And that iconic script... Is one that all of us know, right? We can't remember a lot of things, but we remember this. We know (laughs) the Paul Freeze voices and pauses and inflections, and that and we and maybe it's just me, but how often do we find ourselves internally or even outwardly speaking along with him as the tour begins in the gallery in, in the gallery and going through
0: the 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 entire pre-show scene it's a ama- like if you listen however how many people follow along to find a way out <laughs> like uh, so many people are doing that along with you it's funny so yeah, yeah this this was
1: when i say like without question this was without oh, question, right. my my number one
0: on my list See, I thought I was off in the wilderness somewhere, but oh, give yourself I'm all time. Right. I'm, sure, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. We're just work. we're just getting started here.
1: So there you go. Yep. Stretching okay. room. So Tim's number Woo-hoo. ten. My number one. Interesting. It is. Well, it's the way it usually where, ends up. <laughs> right. right. It'll be interesting to see where and how we meet in the middle somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to go to what I almost consider Tim the opposite end of the spectrum, both mm. in terms of the newness of the attraction the um how different it is from a technological perspective and i will i will give you two words uh fly yeah. flight of passage flight of uh, passage
0: uh, is, three words
1: i said a uh, fly the quote oh, uh, fly, uh, uh, f- now that st- you hear it in your head you right you can hear that guy in your head, which by the way, yeah. do you know? Cause all the, and I know some, there's, some people have a love and hate relationship with the flight of passage pre-show because a lot of people don't like the uhs and the ums and the er, uh, which from what I understand, the, the line wasn't scripted it that way. He just sort of did it that way as, as he was going through the script reading and, and rehearsals with Imagineering that gave him a lot or a little bit of, leeway but i think tim that and this is where the line gets very blurry between what is a cue and what is a pre-show yeah. for flight of passage because i i, I think the queue and the pre-show very much sort of blend into each other first of all because there are multiple segments of the pre-show right there's the the part with jackie ogden and then you move into well, well first you are going into the um, where you're being matched with your avatar and then you go sort of into that second and then there's a shorter version. There's a longer version sometimes if there's a delay on, on boarding or, or disembarking guests from the attraction. So does the pre-show begin with that matching of the avatar? Is it that pre-show video with Jackie Ogden? I think they sort of both qualify as part of the pre-show but i also feel that the pre-show begins when you see hank in the tank and you are walking through that q a like it, it it begins and extends further than just the video
0: stopping and starting well that's the great part about like all the especially all the new attractions like how much they do build up the pre-show and the queue and the outside, so it's it's all one experience. It's not wait now or switch back, switch back. There you go. The whole thing's an experience, and I love that because no matter where you are, you're in the show, and you're right. The lines get blurred. Am I in the queue? Am I watching the show? What's going on? So yeah, and I love so are that you part. a are you a, a fan of um, because I, uh, because the, uh, the pre-show? Yeah, sure. So I love sure. Doctor
1: Jackie Ogden, but the you know. Not everybody sort of digs because it almost seems like he is either disinterested or maybe he's just perform. he's just such a good character actor that he's mm. performing that he has been like up all night and a little bit sluggish.
0: It sounds good. I was prob. I'm probably always too nervous about what's coming to really focus anyway. So, you know how I can.
1: Nah, I know. I'm actually surprised you've ever written it. All right. So what is next on your list?
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. Most of mine are actually in the past. All right, I'll stick with one that's still there because <laughs> a, a lot of mine, I did go back into the Wayback Machine. Um, the one that's still there for me is uh, Enchanted Tales with Belle. And I maintain for everybody who just thinks of this as a as a attraction show for little kids. No, 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 no. Make it a point. You have to see this attraction and the the pre-show area, which takes place in Maurice's workshop while you're waiting for the ne- next show to empty out. First of all, that workshop is filled with all sorts of fun stuff, the drawings and the inventions and all that, but it's that magic mirror that comes to life before your eyes. And I just watched a video of it again before we got on the show. And I, even on my little tiny phone, I'm still mesmerized one by how magical it is and two just, how did they do that? It's so incredible. And it's such an amazing effect, which I didn't expect at all. I, I confess first time I saw the show, because I was thinking it's a place to meet Bell and it's cute and all that, but it's pure magic. And if you if you get if you go to that show for nothing else than to see that magic mirror, that is well worth your time to check out. So I'm gonna contradict myself because I ah! did not
1: I had enchanted enchanted tales on an honorable mention list because I didn't put it on my list because I believe the pre show is part of the
0: show. I don't think that there's a. It's that blurry line. It's that blurry line.
1: There's a, a distinction, right? Because I think that this attraction is part interactive, it's part show, it's part character meet and greet. And there really is no almost clear delineation between what is, in my mind, a singular. Multi scene experience that starts in that cottage with all those gadgets, etc., and that magic mirror is not part of a pre-show, but is actually part of the attraction itself. And I know we're we're splitting hairs,
0: but I I did sort of pull it out for that reason. Well, I vote until I got that shining uh, night and shining armor mask in my hand, which I keep getting, so I can't appreciate the show. I'd stand in the corner. But till I get that, in my mind, I'm still in pre-show. So semantics, you know. So So, (laughs) this is listen, as
1: an attorney, you are trained to be able to argue for and defend both sides of a position as needed. I am actually going to contradict myself for a third time. There we go. Because next on my list is one that I could not leave off, even though. I'm having a difficult time with that blurriness that we are talking about. Where does the queue end and the pre-show begin? But you have to put Rise of the Resistance on there because I think that there's multiple sort of pre-show elements and phases in this attraction, whether you consider the hologram of Ray, which the first time you see it, is a spectacular effect and it is very much part of the pre-show to you know being in the shuttle with lieutenant beck and then coming off onto the star destroyer like this is all part of that interactive pre-show and when those doors open and you step on that star destroyer for the first time it is one of the most awe-inspiring experiences that you will have anywhere in a Disney park worldwide. I I believe it is that impactful. That to me, Tim is more pre-show than it is Q because the, uh, not just because of the place and the space, but because of the cast members, those first order cast members are interacting with you there. That is that sort of interactive theater that's happening where completely in character they are making you feel like you have boarded that star destroyer when you are queuing to go into the detention cell they are very deep in character and they are interacting with you that to me all qualifies not as cue but as actual pre-show uh
0: no objections from this side
1: of the and, and this one actually might rank higher than where I'm putting it here the more i I start to think about it because the effects both digital and real world and the effect of the cast member interaction really makes the cue and this and when we've said this all along about rise I think the forget about blurring the line between pre-show and actual attraction I think the line between the land and the attraction itself is also blurred because your experience for Rise begins before you even get into the queue and it continues on. There's no that there's no real clear delineation when that attraction is over that your Star Wars experience is not still going on when you continue out into Black Spire Outpost.
0: So as I'm walking around Black Spire Outpost, you're saying I'm still I'm in that Rise of the Resistance story still.
1: I believe so. I believe, and I think because the attraction is so good, and there's this 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 wow factor that sort of that remains on the palate, as it were, almost when you're done. That it, it continues on, whereas other attractions, when you come off, you're you're clearly out of that place and space. But here, because you are so immersed in the land, I, I think those those lines are very blurry.
0: Well i trust you well I realize I'm talking from the unfortunate position of the next. the next time I see the Ray hologram will be the first time I will see the ray hologram I want to be there
1: I want to be there
0: with I you. want you to be there with me like i <laughs> I was hoping you would use this to say this one because this this is one attraction I have not had the pleasure of experiencing yet, and I cannot wait so I was already last time I was there and thought, man, got plenty of time and then yeah now so. Yes. Okay. I cannot wait. You need to. Yeah. I will need to hold there, my I hand. Promise. You need to hold my I will hand. I'll be
1: there. <laughs> I'll also be there for your first Ronto roaster too. Okay. What is next yes. on your list?
0: Well, you know what? Let's keep that space theme and the, and the rest of mine, these are attractions that aren't there anymore. So this is kind of a Ooh. a journey back in the, in the old way back machine. Uh, let's see which one. Well, let's keep with that space theme for you. I was going to, I was going to talk about maybe stitches great escape because I know, <laughs> I know it's your favorite, but I'm going to take it back one more notch and talk about the terrestrial alien encounter, which I, I always loved that attraction. I know it had its, had its love, it had its hate. The one thing I always loved from, about that attraction from fairly early time was the, this, this idea of the pre-show and that you got not one, but two pre-shows counting the pre-show as anything that came before when you sat down and got buckled into the theater. And the, the, it was make because I, I know the idea was it's keeping you know groups flowing through the attraction, which is great, but I always felt like you got at least two shows in one or three shows in one if you count that first one. And I was watching a video of it again. And even in that first show, this is more of the safety. Sh- it wasn't a safety spiel, but it's that video screen introduction which is kind of blurring the line, but yeah, there's some funny stuff on there. Like, like uh, the announcements of what's going on in the uh, intergalactic metropolis that you're in um, the interstellar debate of mission to Mars history or hoax. It's a hoax folks, trust me, but with professor Tom Mar on nod to the former attraction there, but uh, that, that second pre-show where you saw Skippy and sir, simulated intelligence robotics, Tim Curry. I mean, that was such a phenom, that that in itself to me was a show. When I got to the, I didn't know there was another part coming and that was cool, but um, I always remembered it because of that, because of all that attention that was put into just those first two rooms long before we even got to the attraction itself. And we talked about that animatronic many, many times and Tim Curry's voicing and everything else. So um, one of my favorites from the day one and i i admit i i was not scared i i quite loved the uh blood dripping on my head and the, the breath of the monster on the back of my neck it's quite knowing trying.
1: you as i do i'm surprised it's made at it your list and i gotta tell you honestly this is a great pull and this is a great addition to the list which it, it, it wasn't even on my radar and and ah. I, I feel guilty because you're right and, and the idea of it having that sort of segmented first and second pre-show areas i loved um Tim Curry as Sir Wait trivia question. Yeah. Who was the voice of the robot before and what was his name? <gasps> How many points do I get if I get this right? 100,000 points.
0: How about stay off t- stay off Wikipedia. Come on, man. How about Tom 2000 voiced by Phil Hartman? You
1: get nothing. You lose good day, sir, because I know you went to Wikipedia or had it open.
0: It's under the heading cast. It says Tyra Banks played the female alien. Right underneath. It's right above references and you know, it's right there. We uh we actually I actually before I read that, though, I did not know that. So that's I did not ever see that. There.
1: Tim Curry. Listen, Tim Curry will always Tim be Curry my my, Tim Curry,
0: my yeah. serb in
1: many yes. facets. But if you go back <laughs> to show three sixty three, we did a, a deep dive into the uh, extraterrestrial alien encounter, including its. History and the cast and the very intricate, detailed plot line, and we go through it scene by scene and changes and tributes and its ultimate demise. Again, back on show three sixty three, but really, really good pull. I, I like that one a lot. And
0: I, I will tell it. you that's a tongue twister because I realized I I said it wrong. I think I said terrestrial. It's extraterrestrial. I could I can never say that word. It did not. Extra it did not roll t- off. Extraterrestrial did not roll
1: off. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to think what I want to put next hmm. on my list. You know what? I'm gonna go here because I just I want to beat you to the.
0: Well, 11. I I guarantee you my next two are not on your list, and I'll give you a cupcake if they are. I'm pretty sure they're not. Okay,
1: so I'm expecting a Kitchen <laughs> Cabaret and uh, Stitches <laughs> Supersonic Celebration. Yeah. Uh, listen, you cannot talk about a pre-show in Walt Disney World without mentioning the name Putty, also known oh. as, what? <laughs> also known what? as Patrick Warburton, your <laughs> safety spiel narrator in Soren. Cronk. Cronk, Cronk. And <laughs> again, here's one of these characters that exists only in the pre-show, only for the purposes of delivering a safety spiel, which is, Very short, but very impactful because it has all of those quotes that we all know so well. Like, I think this is one of the, look, at the end of the day, that's all this is. It it is a safety spiel, right? It's a safety narration, but it's one that I think is beloved by guests, due in part because of who's delivering it. Here's a trivia question. Uh Uh-oh. Patrick Warburton was not... Imagineering's first choice, Uh-oh. who was? You got me. John Travolta. Greece really? is the word. Greece is the wow. word that you heard. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, one of the Imagineers actually tweeted this this story on Twitter uh, a while ago, saying that right, uh, just about two months before Disney California Adventure had opened, they still hadn't even shot the pre show. And they said that John Travolta was interested, but his shooting schedule was making it nearly impossible for them to coordinate. Plus he had a beard and they didn't want to do that. So the team at Imagineering who was working on the attraction was invited to a screening of Emperor's New Groove and they saw Mm. Kronk and they're like, that's our guy. Yeah, Like that is guy. And in fact, ready for this? The name of the flight attendant initially was going to be Sandy because it was going to sort of be paying tribute to Sandy, Olivia Newton John's character in Greece. Oh. <laughs> I almost See, had a funny. really bad John Travolta in Greece impression, but I won't
0: for no, a variety of reasons. come on. No, you, are ah, you are such a tease. You are such a tease. But yeah, look, will you you give me some Patrick Warburton at least? I think my John Travolta might be
1: better or worse. I don't know. But you cannot have a (laughs) pre-show list without mentioning Patrick Warburton and Soren.
0: Are these little beauties? Yeah,
1: that was Tim, by the way. You can send all your emails.
0: (laughs) Send all your emails to. uh...
1: Was this on your list?
0: Uh, well, you you know what? When you literally just said you can't have a list of
1: this on there. And like, uh not really.
0: No, it honestly, it was like the first thing I thought of. But then I was trying to anticipate the rules you might institute for this top 10. And I I could hear you saying before I even started. And when you talk about pre-shows, safety spiels don't count. They don't count. That's not what we're talking about. I heard that in my head. So I. I regrettably said, well, I don't know. So I left it off. Well, now I'm curious to hear what else is is on your list. (laughs) Let's see. Ellen's Energy Adventure is on my list. There you go. There we go. I
1: know it love.
0: (laughs) I to think which one to go next to. Um, Just and again, I'm counting the pre-show as anything that happens before you get in that ride vehicle. And this counts that. How long was it like five, seven, ten minutes seven that minutes. opening seven minutes seven that minutes. opening opening theatrical uh, short movie you saw as we're all sitting on the floor as I'm standing behind the yellow line by the door thinking I'm smarter than everyone else because I know how to get to the front row um, or watching it. But it was it was hilarious. It set the stage. Um, I'm still trying to figure out that this day what bill nye the science guy intended to do with aluminum foil clothespin, and a candle like i'm not sure what the experiment <laughs> was but <laughs> i'm deter i'm determined to find out
1: maybe i'll do a contest like in the come up Club with that. some experiment right. somebody you've got to use those three things and come and i'll give a prize for the most unique or creative way to use only those three things i'll i'll Go to www.com slash clubhouse. I will post that there. And I I love it. That's phenomenal.
0: That's great. And you can't make a tinfoil hat, which is that was my go to. But can't do that. But let me ask you. Let me ask you. This was formed from microscopic plants and animals trapped in ocean floor sediments millions of years ago. What is. Come on. Oh, this is my Jeopardy question. Yeah, there's your Jeopardy question. Uh, <laughs> what is
1: uh, Michael Richards, Chris Berman? <laughs> no, now I'm just now I'm just barking out people who were in the attraction. Fossil I'm fuels. With the, I'm
0: with the fossil fuels. You're, you really pay attention to stupid Judy and petroleum, <laughs> which is the which is the answer. But uh, now it was great. It set the stage like uh, you mentioned this earlier, set not just set the stage for the attraction, set up the character, set up the plots set the storyline. Great fun. And, so this you know, was also on right my through.
1: list. Um, again, unlike the Soren, you know, which is a couple of minutes long, this is seven minutes. Then you have a forty-five minute attraction. I mean, you you went to Ellen's. You were committed, man. You're you're in there yes. for a good hour. Yeah,
0: but go I, to the bathroom I, first.
1: Yeah, but I, I I found that this was one of the most entertaining, like like. Ellen's any the adventure. There was no cue, right? This the cue mm-hmm. was a was a black room with curtains. So <laughs> yep. the only thing you had to focus on was the film, as opposed to some of the other things that we're talking about, where there is a cue element. So this had to do a very good job of capturing and keeping your attention. And the idea of first of all, it was funny. It was very well written. Her personality came through, and I think that when she breaks that fourth wall and realizes that there's an audience there. And for those of you just walking in, you're late. Where have you been? I love it. Feeling like it's (laughs) almost a turtle talk with Crush where she's talking to you. I think that's, for me, that fourth wall breaking was a big part of the
0: reason why I had this on my list as well. Good times.
1: Great times.
0: Einstein was there somewhere, relatively speaking. Ha! Oh, dear. Um,
1: For the next on my list you know what i'm going to go for and this one's this one's tough too tim because this one too is a a lot of the reason why i love this attraction is because of the the pre-show and which is very much part of the queue and what i mean by that is in muppet vision 3d slash 4d The pre-show movie takes place, unlike Ellen's, in a very opposite environment where you have walked through a short queue. But that holding room, that pre-show room, even if the movie didn't play, is part of the pre-show itself. But I'm specifically speaking to the film that shows inside that prop warehouse from the construction crew to Scooter and Fozzie and the orchestra. And we we see, or for some people, they meet Bean Bunny for the first time. So mm. we're seeing all of the characters, right? Miss Piggy's there. Gonzo is there. Sam Eagle's there. We're seeing all of these characters as they are preparing for the show that we're about to see. You are getting the pre-show warnings and 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 safety narrations in there as well and you know sam's telling you to move all down the roads because it's completely unpatriotic if you don't (laughs) i think it's very funny um i think there's a lot of great humor that literally decades later still kills i still find it really funny in there so for all those reasons i i absolutely had to put muppet vision 3d really high on my list too plus you get music you get a little by the light <laughs> of the silvery moon <laughs> with, with what who are the three d's
0: uh wait the who's the three d's
1: i'm dinah
0: daisy I'm dorothy
1: and i'm dorothy max
0: yeah max, <laughs> D- max. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was a bad max i apologize but
0: no yeah you, you, you sold me you had me at a net full of jello, too.
2: Debbie was sick. So, do you?
1: <clears throat> and if you actually pay really close attention, there's great Easter eggs, not just in the queue, yeah.
0: but in that film itself. So, yeah. I'll pay attention. So, I, do, do I have one left or two left? You, you I mean, have- technically, I- this is number five, right? Okay so this would be the last one this
1: will be your last one but you know we're we're pretty uh-huh. fluid in terms of
0: all right i have the one as on and, then, list and, and then when you're doing honorable mentions i'll throw mine in but so this is very much a not not with us anymore but i really really miss it this and again this blurs a line like where did the show start and where did the pre-show start the living seas and specifically the movie hmm. and and to me this Falls, this follows my rules of that attraction does not start till you board that attraction vehicle and I I actually found the movie online somewhere you can find it and I watched it again it's been so long um but the the movie's memorable for all of us who remember it the it rained and it rained the deluge you know all of that the the music the visuals the the vents of boiling superheated chemical which if I learn nothing from the living seas, I learned that, that there's hot vents that things live around. That that I remember. But then how it um, morphed, it, it told you the story of the seas, da-da-da, uh, but then morphed into you're going to go to sea base alpha. Here's a computerized 3D wireframe rendering of it under the sea. You go inside, you follow in. There's the hydrolators, which then come to life, as it were, and then you board, and then you know, movie opens and you board your hydrolators. And I was just reflecting on how, I mean, I love Nemo. Don't get me wrong, but how much that movie, that whole experience, it was one, it was so connected, it was connected so well. Now, if you bypass the movie, that was on you and you messed up. But but how they connected the movie to Sea Base Alpha, to the hydrolator experience, to when you finally got to the aquarium floor Like you really felt like the aquarium was part of the experience. Like the one lament I have now with Nemo and friends, as much as I love it, is a lot of people I feel think the aquarium is an afterthought, you know? Yeah. We saw the attraction. Now let's go. It's like, no, 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 there's so much more. But when you had the movie and the hydrolators and all that, it really felt, much more unified and it was very much that Epcot future world experience of you're going to to this pavilion, you're going to be there 20 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes. You're going to be entertained and you're going to learn something. So um, I was getting all those feelings back as I was watching that movie again. And even though I'd seen it so many times, I would sit and watch it every time.
1: You know, you hit on something interesting as, as an Epcot nostalgic and and Walt Disney World nostalgic for so many years, especially in places like Epcot, we talk, just talked about Ellen's being a great example. When you went to a pavilion, you know there might not have been a lot of them, but you spent a lot of time there. There was so mm-hmm. much to do in there from attraction pre-shows to the post-shows. These po- Again, blurring the line between what is the post-show area of the Living Seas versus what is just part of the pavilion proper. I think like Rise of the Resistance almost... The pre-show flows into the attraction, which f- flows, no pun intended, but awesome <laughs> pun anyway, which flows well done. into, <laughs> thank you, which flows into <laughs> not just that aquarium, but those interactive exhibits. And you remember they used to have the scuba divers that would come up and down the tank in the middle for, yep. for many years. So that, too, I think was a great addition. I, I sort of feel like I have two left because we had some. Good some. Choice duplicates but that's okay because i'll have a i'll throw in a couple of quick honorable mentions and there's one gosh there's a there's a few that i want to add on here and no matter which i pick of the two and then the sentimental one just for the awe that i want to add <laughs> on here too whichever i, I to uh, pick out of these two people go why is this other one not on this list but in terms of attraction pre-shows that need to be on this list there is no way Tower of Terror is not on it 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 has to uh, because I think Tower of Terror and it ranks very very high on my list has one of the best as a pre-show I I think almost by definition supposed to has one of the best setups for an attraction the backstory the easter eggs it's incredibly quotable um, it 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 again, blurring between what is cue, what is pre-show. But even if we just sort of put ourselves in one of those two rooms, and you enter into that that the lights go down and that narration plays amid the glitz and glitter of the bustling movie town at the height of the golden age. This is one of the others too that we know a lot of those quotes if you are a twilight zone fan as i am there are amazing easter eggs in there but you almost need to experience the pre-show in order to appreciate everything that you see after because it absolutely does set that stage for everything that has to happen once those
0: library doors open and there's nothing wrong with appreciating the pre-show, even if you take the chicken exit before you get in the elevator. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: I agree 100%. I do. I, that's I agree. Because
0: that's the only way I ride. So.
1: Have you never ridden Twilight Zone?
0: No, I've uh, twice. I'm, that was, that was, that's fine. Listen, that's cool. Man. I get I'm, it. Not every
1: attraction. But I am happy. <laughs> that, I'm happy that you experience, because again, too, I think almost like rise your twilight zone experience begins as you start walking down sunset yeah. and i think it, it i think it ends continuing as you walk down out past sunset because it is that that the tower is not just so ominous and foreboding but it really does sort of i'm using hand gestures so if you can see we sort of bleed out onto <laughs> the streets of um, of on sunset
0: yeah, it's such a total and as the same and I've talked many times they should have a green team version of it but um that would be cool though cuz there's I I really want to experience that pre-show and all the effects and all that but you know there is a height requirement so it's a problem for some of us but
1: hey hey I'm standing right here
0: <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> now like like so many new, of the new especially the newer attractions um just so incredibly themed not just the attraction but the pre-show and all that it's 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 such a shame not to go on it if, even if you can't handle it but it's there's so much you miss so
1: and even just some yeah of the I subtle, love, like some of the running. subtleties in the script itself right inviting you if you dare to step more because in tonight's episode you are the star like the fact that yeah. that it is placing you in that starring role I, I think is is brilliant in terms of of crafting the narrative itself i love it so i, I think that I, qualifies as 10 which we never normally keep a list of 10 but there's a couple that we and have what to i say four, what
0: are the odds of you stopping at 10
1: zero obviously there you but go let's let's here's a couple a, a, a few others instead of we'll call auto for your consideration And I had a really tough time because I actually, as I was just sort of brain dumping my list, this actually went very high. Like it it came out of my mind pretty high. And I'm talking about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Hmm. And I put it there, not so much for the pre-show movie itself, but literally breaking the fourth wall as that train comes in and the explosion happens and causes, which is a spectacular effect, causes that large hole to fill, to, to appear in the movie screen, which you get to walk through. The first time you see that, you cannot help but be wide-eyed and agape and have a smile on your face. But I couldn't, that effect alone couldn't allow me to put it on the list, which is why I sort of, opted to keep it all
0: well, well i'll be say- wide-eyed the first time i see it so well, can- and i'm not i, I don't <clears throat> just don't watch
1: videos but it, don't spoil th- it sorry something. too late no Enough spoilers pass hey. this, this was so this is the lou <laughs> sentimental one but i really do oh, feel no. this way yeah. and if we're talking about a pre-show and our definition of a pre-show and the fact that a place like magic kingdom you can visit without stepping into a queue or viewing a pre-show because the the park is an attraction in itself. I think that the Dapper Dans, the characters, the citizens of Main Street, that opening number on Main Street is the pre-show for all of the adventures in Magic Kingdom you will have on that day. And for some people, if it's a first park, it's an appropriate pre-show for your entire trip. And I know it's you know I'm sort of waxing poetic, but it's true. I feel that way, and it and it very much goes to the importance of a, a pre show like that, and what the cast members do to help set the stage and set the tone. That's beautiful. Thank you. Very quick honorable mentions. <laughs> very very quick honorable mentions. I, I have four. I have four honorable honorable mentions. Is Hondo Anaka and the pre show no. Smuggler's Run on that list? Nope. Is Dr. Seeker and Dr. Marsh from Dinosaur on that list? Absolutely. Are the Country Bear Jamboree, is the Country Bear Jamboree with Melvin, Max, and Buff on that list? Are you insane? Well, no, I was just asking. Because <laughs> <I No>. <laughs> Grant Seeker and Dr. Marsh in the pre-show of Dinosaur is,
0: but Country Bears are not. I just wanted to see where you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are not on my list. I also have if I can tell you the other ones real yep. quick, you know what? I, I was going to put a Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor on my list, but it kind of blurred the line because I'm really talking about that was a five minute pre-show video you get, which is really there to buy time till you get there. But it's funny. Tells you what's going on. Roz. Doesn't you know? And there's stuff to see there, but it was kind of blurring the lines that a pre-show or not, so that's why I didn't put it on. Um, you also you have Mission Space and Test Track and and those attractions which have their own pre-shows. We talked about those many many times. Um, but those those four were my honorable mentions, and I won't well, go into a deep dive on them. But there they are.
1: Yeah, Mission Space was one of those where I was sort of I had it on and off the list, and it's one of those where characters are introduced. That you really don't see again, right? Right. So, yeah. um, you know, for years we had Lieutenant Dan, and now we have Zoe yes. Washburn. We went from, yeah. um, we you know we would and I love Gina Torres, by the way, because I'm a huge Firefly fan. Fire, yeah. fire, fire, fan. Fly, Thank fire, you. Fire, yeah. Um, other places. So we because we mentioned, it, let's sort of come full circle. We talk about some of these characters that exist only in pre-shows. Uh, hmm. Ali Sansan in Star Tours. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. Like again. <laughs> those the, the two yeah. iconic syllables that you know exactly what you are talking about you know you can do this you can talk about you know putty and and some of those iconic phrases Bye bye is all you need from ali san san which i know a lot of people love alice and jenny from west wing etc um mm-hmm. and in the enchanted tiki room you have Clyde and Claude. I all you know, I almost put them on my <laughs> own mention list. I, I I almost put I'm them on my list. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Because yeah. they're they're out there. Yeah. They're funny. Um, yeah. although I do miss I, I do miss sort of the, the older version. Right. But yeah. they're never seen again. And I think the pre show of Tiki Room is one of those things that if you can see the whole thing, you absolutely should, as opposed to trying to skip it. Mm-hmm.
0: So Agreed yeah I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot <laughs> I was thinking about that one I So
1: that is our Entire list and we you know When we do not these bad, lists Tim we're bad. sort of We're sort of all over the place in it But if we, we are? actually had to Put this If we actually had to create A top 10 list And go through it and really rank These in terms of Where we think they should Be Oh dear right? And because we're not together, it's a little bit more difficult, but I tried to sort of figure out. So for me, so we can even just do like our top three. Like for me, I had Haunted Mansion as my first while you mentioned it first. Yeah. What do you think your countdown for me, three, two, one, what your top three out of your top ten,
0: out of this top ten list would be? Oh, gosh. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm a little handicapped because I'm thinking I would put Flight of Passage and Rise of the Resistance, but like I haven't been on Rise of the Resistance yet or Runaway Railway, so I'm kind of I can't put those on with good conscience. So I'm gonna go Haunted Mansion. Am I going one, two, three or three, go two, one? Down.
1: Three, two, one.
0: Three, two, one. I'm gonna go. Ah, gosh, uh, yeah, Living Seas, Ellen, and then Haunted Mansion. Living Seas is three, right? You said Ellen's is two and yeah. Haunted Mansion is one. I'll go with Haunted Mansion since, since it counts. Then absolutely Haunted Mansion is one.
1: I, I, You know what? Ellen's is very high on my list. Ellen's was very high because I actually sat down. And I was like, all right, let me, let me sort of put these in some sort of a list. <laughs> um, you know, counting down, I had Alien Encounter, Runaway. Flight yeah. of Passage for me was was between eight and seven because they also had the Dapper Dans and Citizens Air, Muppet Vision, Soar, and Ellen's. And then my top three was Rise, Tower, and Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Haunted Mansion wins. Haunted Mansion. I think Haunted Mansion wins. Do Haunted you, Mansion wins. But yes. wait, do you, but. our friend who's at this table having this conversation and snacking with us, does Haunted Mansion win for you? What is your number one or your top three, and why i'm going to put this question in the ww radio clubhouse it is our group on facebook at ww radio.com slash clubhouse i invite you to weigh in there better yet if you want to be heard on the air share your thoughts and your list or just your number one you can call the voicemail and i'll play it on the air at 407-900-9391 there are no wrong answers here and if there's ones that we missed By all means, feel free to pick up the phone, dial a little heart out and yell at me or Tim and tell us what we missed and what should be on the list (laughs) and why. And then only then, only once you do any or all of those things, then you got to go to Celebrations Press and check out little Timmy Foster and all the goodness that is Celebrations magazine.
0: So you say this all the time. I feel like if you want to go to Celebrations Press first before you get down with the voicemail. I think that's fine. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> it's more like a guideline. Oh. It's a suggestion.
0: <laughs> these are just, these are guidelines. Hard to work on the fall issue. No, but new stuff, new books are coming out. New pins are coming out. Keep your eyes open. There's
1: lots of fun stuff. Coming. What they should do is they should go to Celebrations Press and check out all the fun stuff that you've got going on.
0: Over they there. should. See, that's why, that's why you're here, Lucas.
1: And here. you know what, Tim? If they, yeah. you, you listener, my friend if you have a suggestion for a top 10 that you'd like us to cover on an upcoming show you can also let me know in the clubhouse or better yet email me lou at because w-d- i promise you we have many more top tens to come tim my friend i love you brother these are always so so very much fun to do and i appreciate you being here
0: i do i want to put in my vote i want to hear top 10 lou Mangello impressions and song snippets
1: 10 things that will never happen on the sh- That'll never happen on the show. You don't try, try it on brother. You don't want to hear me sing. It's time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history Or see how well you pay attention to the details, sometimes in what you see, hear, taste, or remember. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. This week's trivia contest is brought to you by Fun.com, which has the best selection of Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars gifts, clothing, toys, collectibles for you, your home, your office, your friend, your family. Great prices, amazing selection, super fast delivery, and if you want to save 15% off your first order, just go to www.radio.com slash fun and sign up for their free newsletter. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I asked you to tell me, where in Walt Disney World can you find Cutthroat Corner? And first, thanks to all of you who entered got this one correct or got creative this one was a little bit tricky i think cutthroat corner threw a lot of people off but the correct answer is actually the liberty square riverboat now the word cutthroat probably threw you off because you were thinking about pirates of the caribbean as opposed to the pirates that your narrator sam clemens talks to you about at cutthroat corner which is the most likely place to find river pirates I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and this week you are playing for a brand new WW Radio pin and keychain, which you can only get by winning the trivia contest here on the show. And last week's winner, randomly selected is Jason Elkins from Tennessee. Jason, congratulations. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week, I want you to simply name an attraction that has appeared in both Epcot and Magic Kingdom. I'm talking about the same attraction that appeared at different times in both parks in Walt Disney World. You have until Sunday, May 30th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the online form there. Again, this week, you're going to play for the brand new WW Radio pin and keychain, And I'm going to throw an extra bonus surprise prize in there as well. So good luck and have fun. that's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Please don't forget to be part of the community and conversation by being part of the WW Radio Clubhouse over at wwradiocom slash clubhouse. That is our fun, very friendly, family-friendly welcoming group over on Facebook. Also, please don't forget to join me this and every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live, my live video broadcast and chat on Facebook where we talk not just about this week's show but my top five live Disney Plus Pick of the Week, questions, contests, and more. And you can also connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest. If you have a question you want me to answer on an upcoming episode... Email me, lou at www.radio.com, or once again, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Speaking of community and thanks, I want to thank some of the new and long-time members of the WW Radio Nation family. I sincerely appreciate your friendship and your support and all that you do to help literally keep the lights on here at WW Radio. I want to thank some new and long-time members, including Randall King, Anthony Hofgren, Joseph, Ashley Scarpa, and Joseph Ivan Victor, if you want to find out how you can not only help the show, but get exclusive rewards every month, including access to our private Facebook group, live video group calls, monthly care packages from Walt Disney World, all for as little as a dollar a month. And don't forget that a portion of the contribution does go to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Thanks to you, we've raised more than $450,000 for Make-A-Wish. To find out more, visit www.radio.com slash and if I can support you or help you, please visit loumangelo.com to find out how we can work together with one-on-one coaching, being part of my weekly mastermind group, or by having me come to speak to you, or I really, I do speak for a living, speak to your conference, your event, or to your school, again, at loumangelo.com. Thanks, as always, to Becky Mencken and the entire team over at Mouse Fan Travel. They are my recommended travel agency because it's who I love, it's who I use, and who I put my trust in to care for you And your family's next trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, or any destination on this beautiful planet of ours. You can visit them over at mousefantravel.com. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. You can do that by simply sharing a link to this or one of your favorite past episodes on social or just by inviting a friend to tune in and listen and be part of the community Most importantly, and so very helpful. If you can take just a couple of seconds to rate and review the show over an Apple Podcast, it is so very helpful. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Laura Elizabeth22, who says, It's my favorite podcast. I've been listening to WW Radio for years, almost 10. I love how Lou's always able to bring the magic of Disney to wherever I am. He has a way that makes you feel like being part of the family, as well as getting you excited for your next Disney adventure. Thank you, Lou, for bringing a little bit of magic and a lot of joy to my life. Thank you, Laura Elizabeth. And Taylor Frey says, "Longtime listener, first-time reviewer. I've loved the WDW radio show for years. It's such a great way to stay connected to what's new at Disney World. And Lou is an amazing host. Thank you. He's so warm and enthusiastic. You can't help but be happier listening to this podcast. Taylor, Laura Elizabeth, you make me happy by your kind words. and I'm so happy that the show brings you a little or a lot of joy each and every week. And finally, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know how valuable your time is. I appreciate you spending and sharing it with me. I hope the show does make your day happier, inspires you to be better and to choose the good, find the good in everything that you do and pass that good, positive feeling and vibes along to somebody else. I promise you'll make them feel better. You'll feel better. And if we all start doing it, the world will be a better place. I'm just saying. Anyway, thank you again. I love and appreciate you. Hope to see you this Wednesday for WW Radio Live over on Facebook. So until next time, see ya.
2: What's up, Lou? This is Jason Watson from Readingville, Alabama. Just got through eating at the boathouse and just we're thinking about you and all the ways that you have made our trip so much more magical, man, and uh, how you've made us think about choosing the good and everything that we do. Uh, just wanted to say thanks. We've had a magical stay here the last week and a half or so. It's May 18th, 2021. And you make things so much more fun and so much more enjoyable here. Just wanted to say thanks again. Pro tip for you guys that are listening to this. Go to the boathouse. Ask for Susie. She's incredible. Love you, Lou. Love the WDW family. Choose the good. Be the change that you want to see. Keep doing what you're doing. Love you, buddy. Hey Lou, it's Marciano. I was just calling uh, basically kind of to give my thoughts on some of the stuff you were talking about on this past podcast. Um, I'd have to say from my list of things that it's like I wish it had come out of the Disney decade the first thing. As close as they were would have had to uh, probably be Roger Rabbit's Hollywood just because there was so much potential with that character and like everything involved with him, and they just really dropped the ball when those negotiations and that whole plan fell through. I wish we would have at least got, uh, Cartoon Spin and MGM Studios like the, uh, like Disneyland has. But, um, I'm also with you on some of the concepts with the, uh, hotel. Um, I wish at the very least we would have been able to actually stay in the Hollywood Tower Hotel as the uh, myths would have you believe was available at one point. And um uh, I think probably the, the third spot on my list, it's a little further down, but really not by much. Um, the Blizzard Beach Lodge, because Blizzard Beach was my favorite Florida water park. I hadn't been to Typhoon Lagoon, um but Blizzard Beach was the one for me, basically. Uh, I remember going there shortly after it opened. And then again, a few years later, I want to say, um, that was always a park, uh, favorite park for my family. And I just would have loved to have that whole concept realized. I wanted to leave you with this. Uh, speaking about the pizzeria, uh, Gonzo's pizzeria and that whole concept of the animatronic rats with Ratatouille coming to, uh, Epcot. Would you think it'd be interesting to see that concept revisited and a themed restaurant to that?
3: Good morning, WDW radio people. It's Christine Morrison from Byron Pennsylvania. I'm out about early this Monday morning. And I had to call to say I'm super excited about our cruise on The Wish because I am going can't wait to meet all you people. I'm bringing my kids with me and potentially a whole bunch of my relatives. So there will be somewhere between four and 18 of us, depending upon who can go. So I'm really excited. It will be my first cruise ever. I've never, ever been on one. And we were supposed to go last year, and, you know, COVID ruined that. Um, but anyway, I'm really excited about it and looking forward to it. Anybody else can go. You should try to do it. You only live once. And I feel like there was something else I wanted to say, and I can't remember. So that's what happens when you get old. Your memory goes to crap. So have a nice day, everybody. Uh, make somebody smile. It's a beautiful day here in Pennsylvania. It's nice and sunny. Um, I think you're going up to the 70s. Woohoo! Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.